Hi, my name is John. I am from Only Posers Don't Listen to Podcasts. I am here with Max of Ultra Deluxe. Hey, thanks so much for having me on. Anytime, anytime. So you just released an album. Really uh, yeah, album. yeah. Really good stuff. Just, thanks, I appreciate it. Yeah, it just came out on um, the 23rd of April. Um, it's called A Call to Arms. Um, it's kind of like this uh, space saga type of thing yeah i mean it, it's it's a pretty i mean people use the concept album concept loosely like oh yeah it's all a theme but this is a very this could be turned into a play very easily it really yeah that was a script with characters and you know yeah no that would be like an ideal like uh you know far-reaching goal but uh all the lyrics are just dialogue so it you know it would be awesome if I was able to like do a play, especially um, like with puppets, just to make it like really goofy. <laughs> I, like the concept. Um, I feel like there's no sci-fi puppet. Like that's not a thing that I know that. I mean, closest I, mean, I got is like thumb wars. Like you're right. That is yeah. That is a good good idea. So just to before we we dive, uh, my plan is to go track by track. This, I just find this a really good release. I grew up on industrial music and and really you know uh chip tune very very that kind of stuff has been you know and at the forefront of the underground in the past 10 years but i think you do a really good combination of that with with punk with a lot of other symphonic elements so before we get to the music you you write all of it uh yeah yeah i write it all um and you you have, album with you have emily on bass and dane on guitar a little bass and it was recorded in Cherry Hill by Doug Gallo at AGL Sounds, right? Yeah, exactly. So um, you, you've been you've kind of been with the set of characters and this aforementioned concept for a couple of years now. You have it, it goes through four main characters. You had a previous album, right, with a, with a another character who worked for the corporation or the UGF. Yeah, so the UGF was kind of like a big dystopian, overarching like um kind of like military government capitalist organization that kind of controls everything um and so the main character of the first album adrian um kind of is a person that's really down on their luck uh doesn't really know what to do because of you know how life is like so they end up joining the uh ugf uh to you know pilot this ship that's going to colonize another planet um, and so that was uh, like the first album that came out called Contact in 2018. Um, and then this year, well, 2020, I introduced four new characters, um, Yusef, Arya, and Yula, who are sisters, and Rory, who's been talked about in other, in other releases, but um, Rory's kind of like the, the leader or like the Han Solo, I guess, of like this rebel group. Um, and uh, they are like the main characters of the new album that just came out. It's definitely, it's, it's good to, I think it raised a lot of realistic questions about, about political organizing and, you know, obviously this is a sci-fi concept album, but I think the characters really personify a lot of internal demo dilemmas. You know, you have Arya, who's like kind of the unifier, but, but has a very general, you know, like can bring people together, but then you have Yusef 
the organizer also is kind of like an anxiety imposter syndrome. Like, you know, am I really the right person to be leading this? And then Eula, who's just pure kind of existential crisis. And as the album goes on, you know, there's, there's a logical basis for that. Definitely. But I think we all have that feeling like, are we doing enough to change the world for the better? You know? Yeah, no, that's, that's really cool that, you know, you basically nailed it. Like, um, Eula is uh, on the younger side, so she's the younger sister of Arya. Um, she's like about 23 years old and um, really wants to make a difference. But also um, this kind of was pretty subtle, but she she comes down with uh, lung cancer. Um, mm. And so she volunteers to hijack the ship because she you know, doesn't have health insurance and you know believes in the revolution so kind of as a martyr to the cause she's saying you know i'm i could i'm gonna i'm gonna die anyway so that's kind of where she gets really existential towards the end of the album uh in collision so 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 it starts with a january 2753 which <laughs> at this point it feels utopian to think that humanity still exists in uh you know 730 years but that's yeah so um that song is kind of like um i don't know i just wanted i imagined that as like you know rory is kind of giving this big rousing speech um and um kind of explaining i kind of go into that but that you know this government is um you know planning a terrorist attacks and blaming it on alien planets and blaming it on people that didn't actually do it um, and to justify invasions is, you know, a uh, very common theme in America so as well. Bomb their own people to justify the endless torment of the universe's resources. You know, it's very, um, you know, I mean, as we can say about America, which, you know, we know and hate, um, it's, we, it's our whole economic system is, is propped up on war and the military industrial complex. So, yeah, you know, you know I, I think that's pertinent and that's really the basis for everything for all of our imperialist policies and it's good, you know, starting point and then you get to commune who area um, begins talking about the planet Xevium. Xevium, yeah, um, I just kind of made that up when I was like, but it, you it, know. It's, it's a good it's it's it sounds like this, you know, this idealistic, there's indigenous peoples It hasn't, you know, it, it hasn't been annihilated by the UGF and plummeted for research. Yeah. And, you know, very peaceful, like, um, very ecologically sound, like very, uh, you know, intelligent group of, you know, um, indigenous, like aliens living there um, that have maintained, you know, neutrality um, and kind of, you know, have been really prosperous because of their natural resources. Um, but they're just on such a far reaching part of the universe that, you know, they haven't had any issues yet um but as you know ugf runs out of resources they have to go there absolutely but it's a good you know aria i think she's a good overarching view you know she she talks about the kind of like the ecological impacts of the imperialism and then I, the the character of yusef brings it back says like every brick every brick they claim was ours the aria you know it's kind of a back and forth yeah she, she so that, gets more focused with like the pointlessness of consumerism you know yeah and that that i always like that 
uh, song is meant to be like, I've really liked the anime Samurai Shampoo growing up. My favorite episodes of that anime were actually the ones where they weren't doing anything. They would just like arrive at a new town and like be discussing their plans for like what to do next. And so I always viewed that song as like they're around the commune or around like, you know, the outskirts of the city. Um, and they're just talking about, you know, political goings on. And uh, yeah, it's, that one's just a conversation. Yeah, but it's, I, I really like the line, who made the thrones for the king to sit? You know, because it, it all comes back to labor and how, you know, we're being exploited just like those, you know, the natives of Zevium. We are we are all, you know, being annihilated by the system. Yeah, yeah, I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, I, I just, um, yeah, it's just everybody, you know, there would be no empire, there would be no imperialism, there'd be no military or any corporation without, you know, the, the workers, you know, yeah. So um, uh, Target Acquired is kind of another one that's that's more of a higher concept, I feel, for my, my perception. I, I don't know. This might even be helpful to you. It's kind of, you, you have a contrast. You have the empowered synth-laden verses where they kind of begin the plan, you know, take the fate of the ship's trajectory and crash it into the sea. And then the chorus of when I was young, I watched the world die, it fell from the sky. So it really highlights kind of like the revolutionary dilemma you know between perpetuating the violence but you know as we all know state violence is yeah infinitely more powerful and evil than any that can be perpetrated by an individual yeah and uh, that you know that chorus is very much like um everybody arrived at some sort of leftist ideology or any anything from different reasons whether they you know, experience traumatic events or whether they, you know, had, you know, read a lot or whether they, you know, um, you know, just anything. And so I think at this point in history, in this story, well, at, at this point in the future, um, like uh, a lot of people are tired of seeing, you know, this just, you know, this tyrannical state bringing down death. And so they have to respond, you know, violently, but for a cause hmm. and I, I think a good concept throughout the album is you know you you have aria and rory kind of unifying people but at the end of the day it comes down to the actions of the individual and i think that's it's it's you have many more complex moral quandaries when you're you know making decisions doing the action as opposed to being in a big group and you know, partaking in it together. Planning. Yeah. And that's something that like, um, it's really easy just today with our, with, you know, this hellscape we live in to like get bogged down of like, what can I do? Or like, I can't do enough. And there's a difference between like saying like, oh, if you don't recycle, you're a bad, like, like, it, and it's more like, I think that, I mean, if everybody, or if at least everybody they don't have to do an action to make a difference, but like if everybody, you know, believed in a certain cause or if one more person believes in it, yeah. then that's just adding up. And I think that um, the individual does have a lot of power, especially, you know, with what you promote or who you, you know, who you, what, just like what things you promote and what. Yeah, just the action. resources you share. Yeah. And also that kind of goes more to mutual aid, which 
I think, you know, that is very, that is obviously community driven, but you need people individually to do that. So I think that's where the individual has a lot of power. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's kind of, I think it's about coming together and, you know, empowering each other as a community. So you, you're throwing meteors, which is, you know, Rory again takes the forefront, relaying the need for unification with the epic strings and the choir. It's really comes together really nice, really cinematic. And a line from that I really like is they took us for sheep. So we view them as pigs in the beginning, you know, it's, it's a good one. Yeah. That's definitely a, a cop cop hating song. I, I wanted that one to be very, very uh, angry. I also really like uh, rage against the machine. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's so yeah, I, I, uh, I, um, tried to channel them a little bit with that song i mean it's definitely they had a cover album they covered mc5 and minor threat and that's that's how i personally got into punk as a kid yeah oh man that um and yeah that whole album renegades and that always makes me think of like wasn't there like a minor threat cover of one two xu by wire i always thought it would be cool if rage against the machine covered minor threat covering wire i cover of a cover i don't know why you know it's not a more accepted thing yeah i just like the concept because then at that point it's a folk song and (laughs) yeah you know the meaning is is greater than the original so after throwing meteors is pillow talk i I, i'd say that's my favorite song definitely definitely uh, instrumentally so it starts with a conversation feel free to correct me on any of this this is you know perception from reading lyrics starts with a conversation between rory and eula backed by beautifully complex like synth line builds with like glitching in the synths and then the drums kind of showing a crack in the beauty which is reality you know and um it's it's really summed up by i don't know this 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 is one of the i'm gonna you know butcher it but one, one of the most beautiful lines of prose i've read in a minute you know without life there is no love and if there's no love what's the fucking point of all this forsaken pain yeah i i really appreciate that like um yeah thank you so much for you know really that that was a really cool description um yeah so this is kind of a more um soap opera element to it but like rory is a bit older and um you know a bit more power hungry and they actually end up having a you know a romantic relationship um and so um he kind of convinces her um he's not the greatest partner but he kind of convinces her you know he cares more about the revolution than her well-being but that she's sick um that you sick he kind of convinces her to you know do the action and kind of explaining that um you know you need to you need to do this for everyone and for me and for everyone so uh yeah that there's a weird kind of soap opera love triangle thing going on there um where rory is the ex-boyfriend of adrian Mm. Um, they split up a long time before but um and you know adrian obviously because of political differences adrian kind of is more of a centrist and so rory is kind of a little bit abusing power there i don't know i just kind of yeah the internal layers i i like this this is good stuff because you know you have ugf and i don't know i mean a cab i'll cop um okay i i work in healthcare and you have patients who 
you know, can't afford X treatment. And, you know, you, you try to justify it by yourself and, you know, you've, I think that's kind of it. You, you have people who partake in some of the fringes of society that, that really affects, you know, the poor and more marginalized groups. And, and you're constantly trying to justify it for yourself, but you, you know, you, you've an inherent sense of guilt. And I think, you know, that can be exploited. That's exploited by capitalism itself in which they say, you know, you're, you're a hero, keep going, but you know, yeah. tangents. And that kind of goes into, I kind of picking up what you're saying where Adrian is kind of living in this dystopia where, uh, they don't really have a choice. They're down on their luck. They can't find a job. They don't really join the military because they like love imperialism, but there's not a lot else to do. And a lot of times, I don't know, um, nobody, you know, a lot of people don't pick their job or a lot of people don't get the privilege to pick their job. And, you know, everybody's got to make a living and make money. So it kind of just comes down to that sometimes. And it's, you know, I mean, like, so pillow talk, you know, as we described, it's, as you described, it's, 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 you know, trying to convince Eula to, to take this action. And I, I think it works really well with the music where, you know, you have the reverb on the snare at the end and it's like the reverberating effects of the actions. And then it cuts out to just, you know, straight up distorted bass, which is kind of, you know, the, it's like the first step. It's the, yeah. you know, yes, I will do this. Yeah, yeah. Thanks so much. And that goes to like Cureless, which, you know, I'm glad you elucidated, you know, Eula has the lung cancer. So, you know, it, it provides more hints to the lyrics, but it's it's taking this, like we said, you know, the community and the action and all of us powering each other. It doesn't happen without individual action. And I think that's that's it's a really good internal monologue kind of setting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And this is, I'd say this is where the album gets very, like, depressing. <laughs> it's, it definitely touches on some aspects of, um, I, I'll put you the name, but like Fall of Afira, some, some symphonic, like, crust type influence. Oh, yeah, I was looking at stuff like that today on the internet. I got to look at some more bands like that because I, that's a whole, like, subgenre, right? Yeah, yeah, it's really, so you, you have Black and Crust which is for some reason big in like Canada where, you know, has a lot of black metal themes, but you, you have some crust bands that incorporate strings. And I, I think this album does a really good job of, you know, it, it's, it's pretty string heavy for, you know, for, for punk adjacent music. And I think it does a really good job of incorporating it, using it, you know, yeah, to push I narrative. really, I really like, um, I don't listen to as much now, but, you know, in high school, I was really into a lot of post-rock bands and I, I really liked, um, just, I don't know the layer. It's just a really emotional, emotional sounding set of instruments. And I think it really conveys a certain mood. Definitely. I mean, I, you know, you grow up on movie soundtracks. I don't know if that's what yeah. the association association with it is. I'm hoping it's, you know, not hundreds of years of instilled, classical music and shitty european dna yeah let's just hope it's a bunch of shitty disney soundtracks instead (laughs) and and then the album accumulates in collision which is really you know really emotionally powerful you know it begins with the soaring soft synths 
of fear i feel you know it's it's got that treble heavy you get the fear of the inevitable and the hesitance but then goes on to you know there's nothing left so why not sacrifice and gets focused with with the bass heavy almost prog type instrumental break then the strings go on and you know the character of Eula submits to the the choice of of death and this you know perpetual glitchiness yeah it just um it's just like i don't know i don't know if i'll ever be able to write a song heavier than that i just wanted it to like be not that like i i mean i could like go to drop c and just like figure something out but in terms of like lyrically i don't know somebody just like walking themselves through their brain as they're dying like i don't know and as they're like doing it to themselves i don't know how to how else i could add that um yeah but i don't know i just wanted it to get really loud it's it, <laughs> it is a you know an extreme example of the realities of you know revolutionary action and yeah like I said, you know, community organizing is the basis for everything. But if we just sit and talk, nothing really happens. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, that was those. Uh, I really appreciate you letting me go that do that track by track analysis, Max. It was really. Um, that was honestly one of the coolest things that like I've, I've never. Um, I mean, you just really nailed like a lot of the things, a lot of the things that I was going for and brought up things that I didn't even realize. So that was really cool. Like seeing another perspective. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, I, I think that's the beauty of having this, you know, sci-fi set in the future thing. You can really, for some reason, get into the, the niche of reality of, you know, of being a, a person in politics in the modern day without, you know, bringing up a bunch of modern situations, you know, it's not like it's like a album about Bernie Sanders. It's about, yeah. you know, 75 years in the future. Yeah. And it's, um, I don't know. I just like, um, I just like, you know, making completely different people that have no bearing on anybody I know, you know, mm -hmm. like, um, I, I mean, most of the characters are either based off of like some, situation i was going through personally or just like some character from some other sci-fi that i like you know consumed at one point in my youth it's definitely um any any sci-fi movies you suggest um or okay yeah so anime? um metropolis hmm. um but the um the anime version um, I have it on DVD. Let me look up the director. Um, but that is like it came out in 2001 and it's um okay. Oh okay, Otomo and uh Rintaro. That is a really good anime. Really um it that kind of looks like like visually that looks like what I imagine um the story of mine would look like, just like the cityscape. Mm. Um and then um sci-fi books i don't read as much sci-fi as i do like comic books i really like novels but i like more like surreal or like uh, magical realism but i'd say some sci-fi comic books that i really like is sparks by ren mcdonald um that's a really good one and then piao press p 
P-E-O-W, they have this whole like, um, uh, like compilation of, it's like, I guess it's like, a, like on a compilation CD, you'd have like different songs by different artists. Like this is just like short stories, but by different comic artists. Um, and they have, it, they're, it's all like future punk themed. And uh, Freddie Braskow or Fred Bread is another pretty good comic book artist that does a lot of future punk stuff. That's a great, it's a really cool, uh, cool reading list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I um, that, that whole uh, press, PO Studios, P-E-O-W, they're running out of Seattle, I think. And they're, it's mostly like weird, um, weird sci-fi stuff and really cool artists. Totally. Um, so d- did you get a chance to play any of this before we shut down or you know, yeah live? so yeah so this album the thing about it is i actually wrote most of it in like 2018 and 2019 and oh. it just released now because covid finally gave me a time to like stop playing shows yeah. and uh, record so i would say like half the album i've played live before um and you know like uh Throwing Meteors and Collision, you know, have been part of our live set, you know, obviously pre-COVID, but for at least a year or two. Um, And so the thing is, before COVID, we were very much a touring band and a live band before studio stuff. Um, And, you know, now we have COVID. So we were like, okay, let's, let's, we have all these, I have all these unwritten songs. So let's, let's just record them. Um, And it's a different experience because it's you know very i'm learning how to like play more instruments better i would say i definitely Uh, i definitely feel that as did you start with drums yeah i did start with drums. same so it's kind of like you know once you know scales it's like oh i can play most things all right you know but then you really lock yourself in the room and it's like yeah this could be better you know i really you know if i if i focus enough i can get the chops up and that's it yeah and so that's like um kind of what i'm trying to do more you know i mean who knows what shows will look like in the fall or if if it'll be safe but i mean definitely recording music and that is kind of just i don't know i've got a lot of a lot of (laughs) weird places where the story could go so i might as well try to get it out absolutely yeah it's 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 pretty open-ended you know at this at this point you know what is the effect yeah of this um anything else you you want to plug any other bands you want to shout out or plans for the future anything else yeah so um there's yeah um some bands that i really like and i think everybody should be looking out for is uh foxtails um they are a screamo scrams band from connecticut um they they just recently added a violin player so like um their new album is probably coming out later this year or early next year or something um but they're they're good friends of mine and our music is not that similar but a little similar in terms of orchestration and things like that um my friend radcliffe rad x bent another jersey artist yeah um yeah i just think also his output is just like there's like a new EP like every other day. Constant or content like, and it's yeah, that's some, some serious production. Like 
Yeah. Um, but his album that came out like in February this year is one of my favorite albums of the year. Um, and yeah. Um, and also, um, Emily, um, from my band is in another band. Dump weed. Uh, dump weed. Yeah. Dump um, weed. I have dump weed. They are, they sound like, cause I know dump weed's like a Blink-182 song, I think. So you'd think that they're like a pop punk band, but they are like a very heavy, um, they're, they're kind of like, uh, yeah, they're more like a, I guess like hardcore band, but with some scrams elements. Totally. Yeah. And their, their new stuff is like vampire themed, which you gotta love. Mm, absolutely. It's, it, you're right. It is a little more emotionally complex than your average hardcore, but there's definitely a hardcore basis. Um, yeah. Thank you so much, Max. Yeah, thank you for having me. This was really awesome. It was great thank talking you. to you. Thank you. Have a great night. Yeah, you too.